Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda. The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda. This episode, Girls' Night Out. Report. Is that any way to answer the phone when your best girl is calling? Kit. Your call came through on the secure line. Yeah, I had Mother Hen patch me through. I figured you'd be in the lair if you were anywhere. Besides, this way the line is secure and we don't have to talk in code. What about the hotel operator? I'm calling from a payphone in a drugstore. Bit late for that, isn't it? It's only half past ten in Vancouver, Gus. We have these things called time zones. Still, best to keep certain things vague, just in case. Yes, boss. How are things going? Well, if you're talking about the reason I came out here in the first place, it's all done. There was a copy of, of a certain personnel file that shall remain nameless in the, er, uh, uh, place where we thought it would be. God, Jesus is awkward. Tittle tattle will lose the battle. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was a copy of the file from Ottawa, the one we switched three months ago. The one that says a certain masked man is really a ghost? No, the one that says he's a flyer from the Great War that everybody thinks died over France. Dramatic, but too old. I'm a little offended. You wrote it. Anyone can have an off day. Anyway, I left it like it was. Oh, what about the file that says he's a robot? <laughs> Who would ever believe that? It's an interesting point. I shall try to confine myself to the less fantastic. Who knows if it'll come up again. This is the first copy we've found in weeks, and there have been no copies made of the master file since the first one. Which you deduce because? You changed the master one to say that you're Fitz, and we've never found another one like that. Ah, yes. I'd love to see his face if he found out. Except then our little switcheroo would have been rumbled by the one man that would know the difference. There is that. Are you flying back tomorrow? No can do, Pappy. We did too good a job coming up with a cover story for me. The Chronicle expects a story. Oh, can't you just make something up on the plane? Miss me much? Only constantly. Gus, do you know how much of the shipbuilding work is being done out here? I had no idea. We're losing a tremendous number of ships, Kit. It's vital work. I know it. And the rumors of a sabotage ring are more than just talk. Do you think Archangel is behind it? Folks around these parts save their paranoia for another direction, but I'm not ruling anything out. I'll see what I can turn up tonight. Bit late for girl reportering, isn't it? You know, I believe it is. What a shame I don't have some sort of alter ego who works nights. If you did, you would have to make sure she didn't make any headlines while you were in town on official newspaper business. It's an interesting point. One order of justice with a side of stealth coming up. Well, be careful. And if you need anything, remember, it'll take me half a day to get there, so don't leave it till the last moment. I'm a big girl, Tiger. 
Yes, boss. Hello? Miss Dashwood, it's the desk clerk, ma'am. I hope I'm not disturbing you. No, that's fine. Is there a problem? I don't really know, miss. A woman came to the desk just after you left and was asking questions about you. A woman? Who was she? I don't know, miss. Uh, she had on a coat and dark glasses. In the middle of the night? Very subtle. Naturally, I, I wouldn't tell her anything, but when I was distracted with another customer, I'm afraid she took a good look at the hotel register. Oh, yes. She left quickly before we could fetch the police. The house detective has put extra men on duty. No one is getting past the lobby. But we thought you ought to know, miss. I appreciate it. It's probably nothing. Thank you. Yes, miss. Sleep well. Good night. I suppose it's too much to hope that she's a kid trying to break into the newspaper game. Still, it'll take more than some nosy Parker to keep the flying squirrel from having her night on the town. So I see. What the... Who the heck are you supposed to be, and why can't you tell a locked window from an open door? Are the mask and the cloak too subtle? I'm the Gray Fox, Princess, and I don't much like interlopers in my city. Who does? And what's that got to do with me? Knock it off. Those aren't silk pajamas you're wearing. Unless I miss my guess, that little accessory at the back of your neck is a cowl. You know they'd do a much better job if you pull them over your face, flying squirrel. So... The local mystery man is a lady, huh? You didn't know? Reports vary. That's because I don't pose for pictures. <laughs> You've been at this, what, a year? Sooner or later I'll slip and somebody will get a decent snapshot of you, too. And I suppose that sooner or later I'll get sloppy enough to let someone surprise me in my secret identity. Think you're smart, don't you? Smart enough to know you signed in under a phony name. And if you were really Marianne Dashwood, this would be a Jane Austen novel. As long as most desk clerks are men, it's a pretty safe alias. It won't stop me from finding out who you are. Then you don't leave me much choice. <laughs> we gonna fight? No. You're going to sleep. What the? No! Fox! Oh, Foxy, you crazy kid. Time for school. What? What happened? You just got sloppy enough to let someone surprise you in your secret identity. My... my mask! Yeah. And you slipped, and somebody got a decent snapshot of you, too. You rotten little... Easy, Peaches. You'll get ink everywhere. That's right. I took fingerprints, too. Don't bother looking for the prints in the film. As long as nothing happens that I don't like, we can both keep our secrets. All of them. What's that supposed to mean? I wonder how folks around here would feel if they knew that their mysterious protector is really Japanese. I was born here. I'm as Canadian as you. Relax, Peaches. You don't need to convince me. Just tell me what you're doing in my room. Anti-Japanese paranoia has been everywhere these last few months. Now, with the sabotage ring striking at the shipbuilding industry, it's getting worse. They're starting air raid drills. Did you know that? It's getting so I can't even walk down the street by day. You mean without the mask? That's right. But then you broke into the Ministry Records building and I thought I had a lead. You made a call from a drugstore and then came back here. I thought I'd find out what you knew and what you were doing with classified information. Still want an answer to that one? Not really. I hear your boyfriend is working with the home team. My guess is you don't trust him. And you shouldn't. You know about them. I know enough. I know Colonel Fitzroy has a no-girls-allowed policy, except for that captain of his. 
Ever lay eyes on her? Once or twice. You tell the red panda to keep his gauntlets to himself? He only has eyes for me. I expect she'd let you keep the eyes. And while the squirrel's away, the mice will play. Are you trying to tick me off? You gassed me and took my mask off. That's just bad form. Yeah. See, this is why I don't have a lot of girlfriends. Do you have any? No. Me either. It's hard to take him seriously sometimes, isn't it? Only since I was four. <clears throat> Listen, it seems to me we both want the same thing. We want the goods on the sabotage ring. We want to bust a few heads getting it. And do we both want you out of my city afterwards? Heck yes. I've been here a day and it's rained nine times. All right, squirrel. How about we have a little night on the town? West Coast style. <laughs> What is this place? Last time I checked, it was called the Rusty Walrus. That doesn't even make sense. They change the name every few days. They ran out of good ones a long time ago. And before you ask, I have no idea why. It's probably a scheme of some kind, so it's so pathologically stupid I've never really looked into it. That's tough but fair. It's your standard-issue waterfront dive full of criminal lowlifes. Who are we waiting for? Waiting for? Do you have an operative in here? You have operatives? Oh, it must be nice. Kind of is, actually. Just me here. I take what I need. So, we're gonna pick someone off when he comes out. Not even sure what you're talking about now. You know, dangle him over the edge of a building until he cries like a little girl and tells you what you want to know. Hmm, that does kind of sound like fun. But no, we're after a very slippery fish. This sabotage ring is well connected. Too much so for just political zealots. But even the crew down there mostly draws a line at treason. Mostly? Well, there are lines... And there are lines. You know how it is. Yeah, I know how it is. If anyone's got a lead on the ring, something we can use to get started, I'm betting that it's Mickey Finn. <laughs> Vancouver supervillains are corny. He's no supervillain, and sadly, that's his real name, Michael Patrick Seamus Finn. So he's what, Ukrainian? <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, I don't really do cute. That's all right. My usual dance partner can be pretty grim, too. How will I know this Finn when I see him? Oh, he's not in there. Or if he is, it's pure coincidence. Then what are we doing here? Just stepping in for a quiet drink. Follow my lead. Swell. Hello, boys. Oh, jeez, it's her. Just become, everybody become. I'm getting out of here. Anybody goes near that door and they'll be very, very sorry. Foxy, I gotta say, I like the way you work a room. Listen, Fox, I don't want no trouble here tonight. I just put the place back together after last time. And you did a swell job, Dave. The joint looks super. How about a drink for my friend and I? Sure. Sure thing, Gray Fox. Any friend of the Fox is a friend of mine. What'll you have, kid? Yeah, anything in a clean glass will be fine. Uh, might take a couple of minutes. Uh, what about you, Fox? You know what I want, Dave? I want Mickey Finn. And no jokes, Michael Patrick Seamus Finn. I find out where he is, and my friend and I leave. Now. <coughs> That's strange. You know what's strange, Squirrel? The code of the underworld. The code of the underworld. I couldn't have said it better myself. 
I can see members in good standing with every major gang in town and a lot of independents. Probably half the guys in this room could tell us exactly where Mickey is. Not one of them cares what happens to him, and every single one of them wants us gone in the worst way. But nobody wants to step up. It's sad, really. Tragic. It doesn't leave us with much choice. Please, Fox, take it easy. Last chance, boys. I'm getting out of here. Ah! Get her! No, idiot, run! What part of follow my lead didn't you understand? I'm just trying to suss out the plan here. It looks like general mayhem and violence, that about it? That's all. Well, that I can do. You okay? Do I look okay? You've got a little, um, thing on your cloak there. Hmm. Oh, thanks. So, just out of curiosity, what do we do now? We do this. I want Mickey Finn and I want him tonight. I want him delivered to the usual place at one o'clock, or my friend and I start taking this personally. Understand? Excellent. Come on, Red. Foxy, you sure know how to show a girl a good time. You know that? You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from Decoder Ring Theater. Your address for adventure, mystery, and comedy. I still don't see what we're doing up here. Relax. See how the gas canister fits into the winch? We went to considerable trouble to capture Mickey Finn. I don't want him getting away now. We went to almost no trouble to capture anybody. We trashed a bar, and an hour later, some goons threw Finn out of a moving car. Besides, he's trussed up like a Christmas turkey down there. I don't need gizmos like this to conduct an interrogation. Nobody said you did, Foxy. But if he can't angle a perp over downtown once in a while, you aren't having enough fun in professional heroing. What's so fun about it? Watch. This is how we do things downtown. Aw, sweet pea. Heights can't hurt you. It's the lows that'll kill you, especially when you hit them at terminal velocity. Oh, no. No, please. Relax. It's just a name. Terminal velocity just means that a falling object has reached a speed at which wind resistance begins to counteract gravity, and it can't fall any faster. So, so I won't die? Die? That depends. Can you survive if your body is reduced to a thick pace and spread out over that entire alley? No. Then you've got problems, kid. <laughs> please. Please, I'll give you anything you want. Hold that thought. You don't actually have anything I want, but my friend here has other ideas. Friend? Oh, no. No, not you. Mickey Finn. Did you miss me? Please, Fox, please. you got to let me down from here. There are two ways down from here, Finn. This is the fast way. No, No, please, you can't. Do you know what I want, Mickey? The, the, The sabotage ring? The sabotage ring? Isn't he a clever boy, Squirrel? Brilliant. I wonder how he got so smart. She makes a good point, Mickey. I never mentioned the sabotage ring back at the bar. So either you pulled that out of the clear blue sky, or you're suffering the effects of a guilty conscience. All right, all right. They don't pay me enough to get killed for. I'll talk. Smart again. Too smart, methinks. It's run by a nest of Japs. They got a place up near the top of Maine, near, near the harbor. 
I can take you there, but you, you can't let them see me. You filthy liar! Fox, I swear! I ought to cut you loose right now! Please don't! I could cut you a dozen times before you drop. Make sure your insides sprayed as far and wide as they could. Do you understand how little that would hamper my investigation? Do you know how quickly the next rat would beg me to hear him squeal? Please, please, you gotta stop her. If you're waiting for me to play good cop, you're in for a very rough night. I know about that rat's nest of Japanese spies. I also know that they'd never turn to underworld scum like you, Finn. The Japanese would love to keep us out of their war on Pacific colonies, but they don't want the actual country. Tell the man who does, squirrel. Well... The Nazis have been kicking the tires for a couple of years now. And they're not inclined to share. See, Archangel knows about the Japanese spies, too. And what better way to make sure you don't have to share your conquests with your allies than to see their network pulled down before it gets anywhere. The sabotage ring is a frame-up job. Who said so? Right now, I say so, Finn. Go on. Tell me that I'm wrong. I dare you. Please, Fox, they'll kill me. If it be not now, yet it will come. What? She means talk, punk. The the Madison building uh, on West 4th. They keep the explosives there. I think the big boss is on the top floor. See how easy that was? (laughs) Come on, squirrel. Fox? Fox, you can't just leave me up here. Please. Please. Fox! You know what, Red? That was fun. Take it easy, it's just me Where you been? Taking out a little insurance Mickey was right, the basement here is loaded with explosives I thought you were going to wait for me When I see a rooftop full of armed guards, I don't need to know what's in the basement I want the head of this ring and I want him now Listen, Fox What is it? Even if you're right about this thing, even if this whole sabotage ring is a frame-up to bring the roof down on the Japanese spy ring... Yes? They're still Japanese spies. They've still got to be dealt with. You think I don't know that? I see you taking a lot of risks and doing a heck of a lot of damage to clear them, that's all. Squirrel, I was born here. My parents were born somewhere else. You know how Canadian that makes me? Exactly as Canadian as me. Well, right now you're the only white girl in this city that thinks so. People here are scared. Good people. But it's making them do some pretty terrible things. People are scared everywhere. Yeah, but for all I know, your folks were German. And I bet nobody calls you a Nazi. So you think if we prove that the saboteurs aren't Japanese, that makes things better? Maybe. For a little while. Okay. Okay. I can't argue with that, but we better hurry. That's right. You really should have. What the... Don't move, either of you. My men have itchy trigger fingers. They make a swell ointment for that. So, the famous gray fox. How nice of you to drop in. And you've brought a friend. Archangel, I presume. Guilty as charged. Don't you believe it. This isn't the real Archangel. He's a coward, a spider in a web. He sends flunkies like Greasy Joe here to do his dirty work. His own men probably don't even know he's a phony. That is correct. Though it hardly seems to matter whom they serve directly. We all serve the same great cause. I would kill you on the spot, Flying Squirrel, except I am certain that my master would wish to torture the Red Panda by sending you back to him one piece at a time. 
The Gray Fox, however, will be spared your torment. Don't do me any favors, you Nazi stooge! It will be no favor. Your masked head will be spitted upon a pike and placed above City Hall. I may carve the emblem of the rising sun on your face, just so there are no mistakes made about who killed you. You pig! You have no idea what you're doing! I beg to differ. I... Hmm, your little friend seems to be whispering to herself. Can it be a silent prayer? Speak up, my lovely. Let us all hear. Twenty-eight, twenty-seven, twenty-six... What is this? I think I know what insurance Red here found in the basement. The basement? You mean... Unless I miss my guess, there's a detonator down there counting down. She might know how to stop it. But you'll never figure it out before she hits... Ten, nine, eight... Where are you going? Stand your ground, cowards! And a little gas grenade to follow you down the stairs. The bombs! You must stop the bombs! We will all be killed! Oh, shut up! Oh. There never was a detonator, was there? Oh, there is. But it won't go off for another, hmm, ten minutes. I better get down there and stop it. That might be best. I'll call the law and in some press... Do me a favor and leave me out of it. Think you can handle things here? I got it covered. Say, Red. Yeah? Maybe we should do this again sometime. Foxy, you read my mind. Helen, where is he? Ah, Baxter, you're back! Good work. Don't you good work me. Ah, what is it this time? You talked me into that series on the West Coast sabotage ring, and you were right there to get the goods. Why, the Chronicle not only scooped every other paper in town, we beat half the Vancouver dailies to the story. So what? So why have you got a burr under your saddle this time? You cut my article! What I did was edit it. That is actually what I do. If you'll read what it says on the door, right below Timothy J. Purley, where it says, Editor-in-Chief! You know what I'm talking about. I trimmed it. A little. Shaped it, really. You cut out everything! I cut out everything that would get this newspaper and probably your house picketed, yes. I cut out everything that some hysterical people would use to call you a Japanese sympathizer. I protected you and I protected the newspaper, yes I did! The Japanese people that I sympathize with haven't done anything wrong, Chief. Lots of them aren't even Japanese. They're ordinary people trying to live their lives. And if we won't stand up and say what's happening to them is wrong, who will? I'm sorry, Baxter. We can only fight so many battles at once. My mind's made up. There's just nothing we can do about it right now. You know what, Chief? When we start changing what we write because we're afraid of the mob, I'm not sure we haven't turned into what we're fighting against. Another name for that mob is the people, Baxter. They're afraid. And maybe they're not wrong to me. And if you ask me, this is going to get a lot more complicated before it gets simpler. Well, at least we're getting in some practice hiding our heads in the sand. Hold on there, young lady. You came out of there with pictures of the sabotage ring. Everyone could see they weren't Japanese. And now the government says they were part of Archangel's ring. A lot of people are eating their words today. We don't have to stick our necks out to rub their noses in it, do we? Maybe we don't have to. Maybe I just wanted to. The story got to you a little, didn't it? What happened out there? Mr. Purley, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda. 
This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 65, Girls' Night Out, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Peter Nickel, Christopher Mott, Stephen Burley, Andrea Lyons, Kevin Robinson, Clarissa Dunnerlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mutual. Happy birthday to you. And many more. (laughs) This was not only a birthday greeting for the Mutual Audio Network, which, as you may know, has been bringing you the finest in audio drama for just a little more than one year, It was also a way of letting you know how long 20 seconds are. Why should you know it? Because the CDC recommends, during this COVID-19 situation, that you and me and everybody wash our hands with soap and water as often as possible for at least 20 seconds. So get all of your fingers, get the palms, get the backs of your hands, and a little bit up your wrists, and make sure you change out your towels more frequently as well. If it helps to sing Happy Birthday or some other song, as you do so, why not? This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.